Hello, you wonderful people, and welcome to episode number eight of the Being Sapien podcast. My guest today is none other than Matthew Carter. Matt is a good friend of mine, someone I have utmost respect for. He's been in the industry for a fair while now, and I say that he's actually pretty much out of the fitness industry and delving into his own sort of career with presenting and and, and documentaries um, on totally different um, subjects. Um, he's kind of been there and done it when it comes to sort of online training, but also training in person, and has delved into the world of of presenting where he's he's pretty funny, not going to lie, um, but he also gets quite deep on some subjects also. And especially a subject that we're going to discuss today, which is societal and sto- societal and social stigmas. Jeez, that's a that's a bit of a mouthful, isn't it? Um, but yeah, really, really interesting conversation. I love this one, and um, yeah, I think you guys, as the listeners, could take a few nuggets from this one. So yeah, listen closely. Episode number eight coming right up. <laughs> Hello and welcome, beautiful people. I'm joined here by my very good friend, Matt Carter. How are we, my man? I'm good. I didn't realize we were very good friends, mate, to be honest, but um, I'll take it. All right, we're just golf acquaintances and we don't usually play together because he usually hits it right and I usually go left, so. <laughs> hey, man, you good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I can't complain about it. It's been a very, very busy week, but you know, things are, things are good. Um, I'm healthy. I'm fit. I'm well, so I can't complain yourself. Good. Yeah. Good. I know there's been like so much back and forth to trying to get dates on this and we were trying to get chess on. And then the original date that we were going to do chess was really unwell. And then we we're going to do another day and then she was really unwell. Basically, right. Whoever said when it, when it comes to childbirth, that morning sickness is just like a, a thing that happens in the first trimester for like an hour they're full of shit (laughs) honest like what i've seen chess go through the past the past couple of months has just been yeah it's it's been unbelievable there there was moments when i had to literally pick up her sick with a doggy bag oh wow so she's like if matt can see me like this we're good we can get we can get through it we're gonna we're gonna last a long time (laughs) well yeah we will so yeah i know there's been back and forth the days but let's just sit down and have a nap exactly um yeah i'm so happy that we have to be able to get this in uh and actually sit down and have a chat um i think the the topic that we're going to cover today is going to be really interesting i i'm I'm intrigued by it. I know you've probably got a lot to say and it, which is going to be good. Um, but as always, the overarching sort of um, principles, I suppose, with being sapien. Um, being sapien, sapien derives from the Latin term as wise. So essentially the podcast is about being wise. And ideally everyone listening to this now is going to take little nuggets of knowledge from myself and Matt. Um, I mean, it might be total absolute dream, yeah. but you know, make of it what make of it what you can. And um the subjects that we're going to cover will hopefully allow people to, to better their mindset, better their personal growth and kind of better their performance when it comes to life in general. Um, but the main sort of topic we're going to be covering is challenging stereotypes within society or challenging like the norm, right? Mm-hmm. So the conventional thoughts that kind of happen within society. So really interesting subject. Um, there's a, I mean, we could probably sit here and talk about this for hours. I've got a lot to say and I'm sure you have as well. Um, What's your sort of like high level overview of um, of societal norms, I suppose? Oof, wow. Well, let's go straight into it then, shall we? Do you know, I think um, 
a case an example at the moment as to as to I think challenging societal norms right is everything that came out after the the Sarah Everard murder there's been a few moments over the past like 12 months the Black Lives Matter movement last year and it's it's kind of made you sit back and challenge you oh, actually what you know I've thought back a lot to you know school perhaps the way I interacted with people or was the syllabus more um dominated towards my skin color you know why wasn't I learning about colonialism in India and, and I've kind of challenged those those a little bit you know I wouldn't say I'm so far on the woke spectrum mm. but it's definitely it's fed into my, my common narrative and and, and and as it should our common narrative at the moment because you should always be constantly um challenging what you're presented with but but the one that really stood out to me is everything that came out after after the horrid murder of Sarah Everard a few weeks ago was that we we went down to to the bandstand actually I don't know if you went down to see and there was just yeah yeah it was it was so powerful and but my initial reaction and, and I spoke about this on social media it was I almost had like there's a few things within our society, isn't it, that are completely abhorrent. So you know, uh, rape, murder, paedophilia. There's there's a few things that, that that sit in there, and to be associated with them is, it's the lowest of the low. And yeah. I, why men struggle with with the Sarah Everard case, especially, or or the the omnipresence of rape culture within our society, is to, because if you're associated with that. It means that you're associated with like, the bottom, the the absolute exactly worst. That. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I thought about it, and my first reaction was when when I chess was, I kind of went and I said, and I, I was open about this, and I kind of went, yeah, well, everything that has happened, but you know, ninety percent of suicide rates men, and like ninety percent of um homelessness happens to men and then i got a bit defensive i was like yeah but, you know i can't be associated with that and then i took a bit and then for some reason like the, the next week it was just something that followed my thoughts everywhere i went i was like why why was i so defensive about that and then, and then I, I spoke about it on social media um and the, the the thing is i think it needs men to drive that movement forward and it needs yeah that that's the way, unfortunately, that our society is made up, that men need to lead the conversation on how women are treated within within our society. And because of, you know, we've got a little girl on the way in a, in a few weeks time. Um, she's coming into <laughs> she's coming into the world through an abdominal birth. Apparently, we can't say C-section. So we're changing the wording about it. Abdominal birth is is, is, is that a, a new thing. You can't say C-section nowadays. Can you can. Sorry, but you say abdominal birth because it feels much more natural rather than you know getting something <laughs> yeah <laughs> so with any you know any words, the way that you change your your language around it and it's tying that into the, the way that we change our language in schools so um how we talk to boys and how, how we talk to girls but it was something that, that really sat with me i think especially with with a little girl on the way you know i've always taken for granted that you know there was and do you remember that some uh, an MP put a tweet out about something like, "Oh yeah, there should be a curfew for men at six o'clock," and yeah. I, that was when it first came out, and it was just ah. Uh, but and there was a sort of a lot of guys would get their back up against the wall like that. But I think what what she really did, what she said, is that there's kind of been like an imaginary curfew up for women after six o'clock since since forever, really. Like Chess will say, "Oh yeah, I don't really mm. feel 
that comfortable going to the shops in the evening and um, walking back by myself, like you always text and everything. And, and there's, there's a few things and I, and I just, those thoughts basically made, they stayed with me for the week. And I was like, why, why is our society like made up like this? Why can't my partner feel enough to go out? Or why can't, you know, with our daughter coming into the world, why can't she feel comfortable enough just to go out and have a run with her headphones in with, without fear of something happening? So, like, I think that was that was a huge like moment for me. You know, there's there's, there's a few things that, that come along with, with, with every generation, the um, kind of zeitgeist of the generation, I guess, like a changing point, how we adapt to it. But that, that was really prominent for me. And then basically with the stuff that I do, I'm really trying to get into like documentary making things at the moment. And we, we worked with previously um, NACOA, which was National Association of Children of Alcoholic Parents. Just that's kind of an unspoken topic, how parents deal with that. And then we work with a charity called Calm, which um, works with domestic uh, victims of domestic abuse, but from the male perspective. So it's yeah. something. Just so the just so the viewers kind of know, or the viewers, the listeners, whatever you want to call yeah. them, uh, my wonderful listeners, um, just so they know, sort of like your stance on your maybe your occupation. Because if 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 I'm honest with you, I I know like knowing you on a personal level. I don't yeah. really know where you kind of sit anymore because like you, yeah. you were like obviously a trainer and you were, you were someone who, who worked in some of the a very good boutique um, gym in London. And then you turned to your own sort of private online training. And now you're kind of down the lot more sort of that presenting route. I'm, I'm assuming um, from, from having looked at your, your social media, what would you say your stance is on your occupation and where you're sort of taking your career? Yeah. It's tough. I think like with, with everybody at like our generation, it's very hard to define like, you know, when, Prince Philip passed the other week. He said, you know, don't talk about yourself because it's boring and nobody like nobody wants to listen. But I guess, you know, that doesn't make sense if I'm on a podcast with you and I don't talk about myself, right? <laughs> <laughs> Quiet for like 30 minutes. But I guess like, <laughs> I got into the industry because like I, I trained as an actor originally. So like I was kind of always in and out of that world. And fitness plays a huge component in my life. You know, being diabetic for me, it's like it, it keeps my, my life in sync. It's where... I met chess through the fitness industry, but I've always had like, there's always other things that I want to kind of tap into. And, mm -hmm. and I think that's the same with everybody. Like you, just because you're doing one thing doesn't mean you have to be defined by it, yeah. that, you, that you can't, like there's so much opportunity the other day. Like I was speaking to, 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 to sellers actually yesterday and he was like saying, oh, his partner wants to get into presenting and stuff. And I was like, do you know what? There's no one way of getting into it, but everybody now has an iPhone and if there's something that you're passionate about talking about, stick it in front of you and just start talking into the camera. Yeah. Like you don't know what's going to happen. I think this is, this, this will kind of, this, I think this talking about obviously your, your current role and what you're doing with your, your career ties mm -hmm. in actually really nicely with what we're going to talk about, about societal norms and mm -hmm. how like, how society has always been is like okay even from like school eights when you're in school the yeah. foundations of, of just school and your education is go to school learn yeah. go to university get a good degree and then come out of university and you're going to sit in this career and you're going to do this for the rest of your life and it's like mm, 2021 and especially the generation that we're in now like it's so far from that and there's so much more to, to life than just having that very generic system yeah absolutely and you know it's like you know the Elon Musk had a little clip the other week. He was saying, like, everything that you need to know or everything that you want to learn is it's already there. Like, you don't need to go to university. I guess, you know, going to university means that you have somebody on your shoulder constantly and makes you accountable. 
all the information that you need out there to be successful like it's it's there yeah. like we live in age that you can get you can get everything you know the spoken yeah. and the spoken word has surpassed the the written word years ago with with you know podcasts like that you're doing and so i think there's so much information out there but the, the issue is then putting yourself out there you you become vulnerable right and that's why so many people go oh do you know i would like to do that but what if you know susan one two three four six seven eight has a little pop of me on instagram or like you, you yeah. you've got to find find a way that that you can use that platform I and mean, so many people do like you've seen out the back of of covid because so many people spent so much time on their phones that you know with with social media it's a it's a it's a blessing and a curse like you know what it's like when you spend so much time on there you feel like you go down like a bit of a hole and you're like yeah. wow i came on here for like just to have a quick search for something it's six hours later and i've <laughs> donated i've had i've had no lunch and i've donated <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah so i mean the, the platform's there to be able to use and and you're able to put yourself out there so much more now than than you could have previously but i i, I know what you mean like I, I would if you know my daughter said to me i don't want to go to university i'd be totally cool with that but i yeah, can understand definitely. understand why like generations ago like if she said oh yeah i don't want to go to university it's very much like oh god whoa like your life's yeah. over yeah, it was it was a done thing, and and I think as the world is slowly but surely, I mean, I say slowly, it's, it's changing very quickly. I feel like COVID has definitely sped up the whole techn technological age and how sort of, you know, the digital age is like really really prominent now. There's so much going on around us that like you look ten years back, ten years ago, and you're like, how on earth are we doing this? I think it was only like ten or twelve years ago that the iPhone came out. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And they were like. And we're like now in a position where there's, there's just so much more happening. Amazon yeah. might be flying drones across the sky soon to deliver your parcel in the space of about five minutes. So like, it's crazy. It's just, it's I'm reading, uh, like just because of lockdown, I've, I've kind of stepped up the reading a bit and everything. I was, I was reading Tim Marshall's like um, Prisoners of Geography and then the Power of Geography and talks about you know the the you know, who's going to take over you know space and and um, companies like amazon and everything taking over that space and it's really interesting to see which way that goes and especially like who dominates that that area then then dominates yeah. the planet yeah, um, exactly. yeah going back to i think there's there's so much knowledge that's that's there's an abundance of it out there and do you know just a little tip for the listeners actually i got i was always reluctant to with reading i was like having like a hard book but i got back into my kindle the other week because a few weeks ago Somebody said, oh, have you tried this app called Readwise, which is amazing. It's a really cool app. So basically, every time you highlight a section, because it's so easy, and I think so many of us do when we read, we just go, oh, yeah, that was good. And then we kind of just like, we don't really revisit it. We, we you know, we mm -hmm. do an Instagram story of, of a boomerang of, yeah, I've just finished that book, big bollocks me. Come on, like, just, <laughs> just finish it. There we go. There we go. And then, but so basically what this app does is you, you get your Kindle and you highlight a section and then it takes all your highlights over a period of time and it, it sends you an email every single day with tiny little chunks of stuff that you've been reading. Um, just so like, I like that. yeah, That's but cool. you can also do so if you, you know, if you, if you read something in the newspaper or you find an article that you find really interesting, you just highlight it, you connect it to the app and then every single day you'll get a little section of something. 
And like, there'll be moments that comes up and you'll take that information and you go, oh, actually, I can use that to tackle this situation today or something like that. So, yeah, it's just tying back into that. The technology has made something, everything so accessible for everybody now. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Uh, you're very right there. Um, so coming back to the topic that we, we're going to be sort of getting a bit deeper on and, and where I, I personally believe this all starts with our, our current school system and how how... I personally believe the school system has to change in order for specific societal stereotypes and societal norms to change. Because if the same system that was taught 40, 50 years ago is still being taught now, but the world has moved on such a long way since, since then, you know, how, how is like the younger generation ever going to like sit in this, this new modern world that we're in, you know, the world is so much different to what it was. So like, I personally believe that, the school system has to change There's certain i remember reading certain things where like um there was a, a female and male separated um when you learn about like sexual health when you're when you're um when you're in school and they like they separate the the the, the girls and the boys so the boys learn about like men's sex men like men's sexual health and then the women learn about women's sexual health and i'm like how like that does make no that makes no sense like surely as a man we need to understand the woman and the woman needs to understand the men like that's yeah. just like for me now that's a given totally i think it's that's part i guess like of a of our culture as well like being british there's a, there's a great book called the culture map and it takes a look at different societies you know and where they sit on, on the spectrum but i think being part of being british we're very like we quite reserved we keep ourselves to ourselves and and i remember just like going through sex education classes like all the lads would be like oh god it's sex ed today and and we giggle about it and we'd we'd have a real laugh about it but then other societies and, and, and other cultures it's just like maybe more of a, um an egalitarian like like the scandinavians that it's just perfectly normal like, yeah. but I, I completely agree like we have this almost like Victorian style of cheap teaching, I guess. Like it feels like yeah. our syllabus hasn't really changed since the industrial revolution that schools in the UK start going forward. So I completely agree that it needs, it needs changing on that front. Um, and just, you know, to tie it in for, for the next episode that we're doing about, you know, kind of rape culture and the impact of it, we're working actually, we're going to be working with a charity called Beyond Equality. And what they do is they're, they're really cool. They, they go around schools and universities and they have, they have chats with men about, you know, redefining um, masculinities uh, and what it means to be a man. Because, you know, there's, there's moments and afterwards I was like, I was thinking back to conversations that I had when I was a kid in school. And those times I was like, oh, did I have this? I probably said, I've definitely said something to make people feel uncomfortable just thinking it was, it was a bit of a joke. And then, you know, people will counter that and say, oh, yeah, it's just it's just the snowflake generation. You can't say anything these days. You can say you can say whatever you want, but you're going to be challenged on it. Yeah, um, exactly. Which is which is healthy, right? Because if you're not challenging yourself and you know, if you're not challenging societal yeah. norms, then how do we go forward? If, exactly. You know? And I think everyone like if we go back to like my parents or grandparents generation everyone throughout society has always had an opinion at the end of the day your opinion is valid if you believe that 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 is that something that you feel strongly about is your thought process then say it like if you're if you're judged on it or you're challenged on it if you have enough reserved information in yourself to be like okay this is the reason why i have this opinion yeah. and you can challenge back and be like okay like this is this is my view but that's your view at the end of the day we might collide but that's life you know 
People collide yeah. nowadays because we're more connected than ever before. They didn't used to collide back in the day of like our grandparents because no one had a phone. No one could put anything on social media. You know, the only people they knew was the people in their neighborhood. No one really traveled. They don't get to other countries. So the only person you're going to have a, a, an opinion and a conversation with is the pe people that are in your close proximity. Yeah. So the I, reason why there's so much judgment is because there's connection. There's more connection than ever before. Yeah, exactly. I mean, what's like the Voltaire quote of, you know, I may not uh, believe in what you say, but I'll defend it to to my death or something like that. And I, I think that that's so true. Like, although I don't agree with what you say, uh, you have a right to say it because that's how you're challenged and that that's yeah. how you change perceptions and and changing yeah. those perceptions it needs to happen like within the schooling system. If yeah. I had groups of mates and when we were in school and somebody came in and said, oh, actually, you know, the way that you speak about somebody like this, a group of girls or whoever it may be, um, it actually can make them feel like uncomfortable. So what we're going to do is we're going to shift the mindset and we're going to talk like this. And I think getting into to schools at, at that age is just um, yeah. it, it, real game changer but everybody now has the ability to everybody's got a voice now through social media some people sure. you know don't, don't agree with it you know there's a big thing online at the moment of cancel culture and things like that so as soon as you say something and then people attack people go oh actually no i'm worried about that and i'll put it down mm. um you know it happened to me about a year ago and it's quite like it's it's quite overwhelming and it you go oh jesus i've just been i've had to take that down for something and, and it makes you think Oh God, it's, it's quite a dangerous, almost, mm. yeah. Or it, can be quite toxic. It, it can be quite toxic and overwhelming for you because that they're saying you, you, there was a reason initially that you posted that specific post on social media. You had, yeah. had a thought, there was thought behind it and you had an opinion or it was whatever that, that post was, there was a yeah. reason that, that drove you to do that post because you were challenged and because people had a different opinion to you you then second guessed yourself about your initial thought initial thought yeah so you then straight away went back into this hole and was like oh oh shit like uh what i've said is so wrong here i actually don't believe that I've, what i've just said is right and then you scrambled to take it down and it's like well no like stand stand strong and understand okay like my opinion is my opinion or my view is my view i will fight for it because that is my view until you have a genuine conversation with someone and when i say the conversation i mean like back and forth and they might challenge your view but they might also change your view because you might yeah. not be educated on that that specific subject as much as what they are and they go no actually why don't you think about this in this way and that's yeah. not that's never that's never been done until now no no totally totally but the, the you know the cancel culture it can be it can be very toxic and i remember last year but long story short i put something up about trevor phillips who's who's an amazing um journalist and writes does an article at the Times and he was talking about last year off the back end of, of Black Lives Matter, there was um, an incident about um, Swing Low Sweet Chariot not being able to be sung at Twickenham anymore. And basically the route that he, I basically I shared his article and I spoke about it. And then basically the route he went is that, you know, we can take the, the statues down, we can cancel people from, from singing uh, at national stadiums but it's not going to get more um, black people into the top FTSE 100 companies. It's not going to get more black boys into uh, black boys and black girls into universities. And I just thought it was a really interesting approach that we're not looking at this from the right angle. Like we can mm. take the statue down and we can cover it up and we can say that he did this. Um, we can cancel the song in the stadium, but it's not, it's not, 
how is it getting people who really need the help into the position that they want to be? Yeah, agreed. agreed. Spoke about and somebody sent uh, a message around just saying that I was like perpetuating racism, and then you go, "Oh my god!" Like, uh, and that's the thing. Sometimes when you're put, uh, you go, I'm, "I'm not racist." Like, Jesus Christ! Yeah. Go through panic mode, and this is the first time it happened. I was like, "I was like, Do you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna take it down." And part of me now, I would go back and I would um put it back up again now but at the, at the yeah. time very overwhelming and, and when you do get your voice cancelled like that because you, you feel like you've, you've done the research but somebody just throws out like a, yeah 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 but but you're racist and it's like oh, really yeah well they they if they say it from a very high level and doesn't come it doesn't come from a place of warmth it doesn't come from a place of like empathy it comes from a place of like anger and there's, yeah. there's some built up like there's something built up inside that individual to be able to want to fire some sort of abuse or some yeah. sort of um, cool. negative energy at you like it's, it's at the end of the day that's not your fault it might be their fault they need to sit back and actually like have a sit down themselves and be like okay like why am i being so negative towards this individual all he's done is had a view on social media you know i did do i sent them a message on socials after that and we actually spoke back and forth and we actually had had quite a good conversation about it um which was really nice and i was like Look, this is my perceptions and, and this was her perceptions and you know we actually like we follow each other and we chat occasionally like through social media now which is quite nice, but that's the thing with the comment section on, it's like what did Ricky Gervais say, like the Twitter and the comment section on Instagram is like everything that's ever been written on the back of a toilet, like the back <laughs> of a door, <laughs> shit, and it's just yeah. like, and it's just that, that, that sort of thing. But I think like when you do, I, I learned a lot from, from that moment, but it, it's being able to go, oh, actually, I can take that down, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take the time. I'm gonna reach out to this person, and yeah, because a lot of the time it is coming from a place of of hurt. But um, but I want to you know educate. I'm first one to put my hands up if I've said something wrong. Um, oh, yeah. And get you know, oh actually let's go and challenge the views like the views that I was challenging of myself. Mm-hmm. But you know hashtag not all men. And I sat in that category for a little bit, and I was like, oh god, yeah, you know, I'm not associated with that, but. But really, you've got, you've got to challenge those views, and it's the only way to, as you know, society, um, societal views that we go forward. Yeah, for sure, I agree with that. Um, I think one thing that I want to discuss with you, I think it will have a, or you'll be able to resonate with this quite a lot now. Um, I, I watched. I don't know if you've seen. Have you seen them? The series "This Is Us" on Amazon. This, it rings a bell. It's about the family in America. They have like three. There's there's triplets essentially. Um, and they kind of they grow up in like an American family, and the 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 mother is a like a, a really professional. She's a professional singer, and she's mm. like really like kicking off in her career. And as as the sort of series goes and the, all the seasons unfold, um, there becomes this like divide between the the father and the mother because the mother had to give up her whole career when she yeah. had children. And the father could, could could carry on and provide and live essentially like live his life as normal and mm. you know and, and keep on put like climbing up the ladder if he was in like um the the if he was in the corporate world and I think if we relate that back to uh, the world the real world and the, the world we're in today when was that set you, that was set I mean that must have been like probably like I'd say the nineties or something like that oh. um so a fair fair while ago um but if we relate that back to now and like, do you personally believe that 
the mother has to always be the person who rears the child or do you believe there could potentially be a a change in society whereby okay like if that if, if the mother's got a really successful career and she really doesn't want to be given that up do you think it could be a, a case of okay the man has to step up and be the person to rear the child if the mother wants to go and, and, and continue their career yeah. as well yeah i mean uh, like it's, it's a great question I, you know just to, to tie back with what we've been speaking on, the reason why that you know the whole hashtag not all men because a big part of it is the reluctance of men to give away their power, right? I guess yeah. that's that's yeah. a key. It's an ego thing, right? Yeah, totally, totally. Like yeah. the reason, like where where the where the you know the, the top of the chain, and we have the most power, and to lose some of that power, it's it's a bit it, it rattles a lot of guys, and that's why. You know, there's so much um, venom about it online. But I think, like, it's taking that, like, the Scandinavian approach when when guys, um, when the child is born. I was speaking to a guy who lives in Sweden, and he's like, yeah, I'm sure they get, like, a, the bugs get, like, a year off as well or something crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think just moving forward, our generation as well, depending on how you, you make your living, but this period especially has shown that you can work just as effectively online or from home. Um, but a bit, I guess a big part of it is from, from the reading and from what I've seen as well. And I know Jordan Peterson talks a bit about this is that actually when women are in these, these top positions at, at certain companies that they'll, they'll have a child and they'll go, actually, do you know what? I actually quite like this kid. <laughs> like this kid yeah. is bringing, this child is bringing me in so much joy and so much love and so much laughter. And, and I don't really want to go, back into work and yeah. so you know that's uncovering another can of worms completely into you know mm-hmm. um, i think where the conflict is for me is um there's, there's a large push at the moment and has been for for many years now about sort of women in power and you know like companies and, and big corporations empowering women to become like you know, in 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 more senior roles and like you know them actually taking on a, a leadership approach rather than like being someone who's just always just like done the societal norm and work 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 right um so it's like okay they women are now in these in these in these roles there are a lot more leaders as women when it comes to like big corporations etc yeah at the same time if then when they fall pregnant and then they like okay i've worked my ass off to get to where i'm in my career now i have to like you know like bring this child up or like if they turn to their to their spouse and they were like okay like what would you how would you feel about you know, mm. you know bringing up bringing up this child in, in, instead of like and and you taking the time off rather than me because i really like feel strongly about my career and i feel like i really want to push this mm. like i feel like the societal norm and the stigma around it a lot of guys would push back and be like no definitely not like what do you what, do you, what are you talking about like that's your job yeah and it's like how can that change yeah, again, I think that ties back to how we're taught of, of redefining masculinities from school, really, um, from literally like from the grassroots up. Um, I think it, I think there is a shift now. Um, I don't think those conventions are, you know, quite what they used to be. But I, I would definitely, I would definitely agree that that's something maybe our father's generation that it just it wouldn't be the done thing, right? If, if just that go away for like. I've got to go away for, for two, three weeks to work, and you're going to sit at home. I've got, yeah, cool. I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, I'll stick them on my back and play golf, mate. Yeah. <laughs> the caddy. I mean, that's great. <laughs> yeah. But I think like our, our father, and that's the, 
the shift of what our generation have done they're, they're fighting for that which 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 is amazing um but i think like our father's generation it would be it would be different but there's so much has changed like since now and like our father's generation and it is making those conversations normal but how society set up is i think it ties back into that you, if, where they are in their life and, and dependent on you know how much children brings people so much joy and like i was speaking to a guy in the changing rooms the other day you know he was changing in there and he had his girl with him uh, and he was like yeah we were talking about being a dad and he was like yeah you know i think most guys they, they always want a, a a boy but he was like girls they're just so loving and they're just they're so caring and then mm. they're no mental and i was like yeah that's that sounds good and that's a big part of it i think when you're when you have been working and, and you get up the ladder but then you have a child and this person brings way more fulfillment to your life than you thought was ever possible. And a lot of simply that they don't want to go back to work, but we are in a position now where they can continue to work online or they go, Oh, actually yeah. I, I was doing this. I was at the top of the law firm, but actually I really want to make a clothing range for, for babies. Like you can do that now. You can, you can yeah. go out and, and people think, Oh God, you know, and it's, I guess it's what COVID's taught a lot of us, like that slog, don't really want to do it anymore. Like that, that high yeah. intensity, you know, like people appreciate that the downtime and, you know, Chess and I are really good in that. We used to be at like 110 miles an hour having to go to events and stuff. But now like we don't feel guilty, like on a Tuesday afternoon, if we stay in bed and read for a bit longer or we don't feel yeah. pushed to deadlines. Um, I guess I completely you know, understand that not everybody is, 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 in, is in that position very lucky that yeah you have the freedom to do that but at the same time you've created that life for you um you were the person that yeah. steps in place and you put one foot in front of the other to try and create that that career that life essentially um i i had a conversation with faisal um in, in a podcast about you know i think the the fitness industry in general is very unique in a, mm. in a sense that you know we can have a lot of freedom if we choose to if we're self-employed and there yeah. aren't many other industries where you can do that but you can also like filter into other things so like you might dabble dabble your foot in, in fitness but you might do as you do maybe a little bit of presenting you want to go in down the route of like making documentaries because you feel mm. quite strongly about that and like the mental health aspect of like um necessarily training but in like health and fitness in general so there's so many aspects to it but we can kind of facilitate and build foundations on like okay I don't want to work on a Friday afternoon, so yeah. I'm not going to work. Yeah. And like, and and like, having the freedom to do that. I'm not saying this is easy. Like, you got to work your ass off to to like create that that life for you. But this whole societal norm of corporate world and like, you know, working nine till five is definitely changing and it's shifting. And you know, I think the ability to now for for companies to realize value <laughs> of their um, staff to work from home will actually maybe give a lot more freedom when it comes to families you know like you know the, the, the dad's next door working in in the, in the office whilst the the, the mum's doing something if she wants to lean on him at any point she can she can lean on him because he's right there he's not exactly. in london yeah and I, do you know i think like something that i always used to say to my to my clients and i've been there like the 5 a.m starts and I remember I, I used to go and see clients at 5.30 in the morning at Green Park in like January. And I mean, I'd be like, I've, I've, been, I've been there, I've done it. And I, I think it's something I would always, when I was in the fitness industry, I'd be like, yeah, you know, fitness is just like, 
it's it, your health is one pillar to to a massive part of um a group of other pillars that set the foundations um and that's why you know i'm such an advocate of moving your body no matter no matter what it is um but it's always been like a strong foundation for me and being connected with with the health and fitness industry because they're an amazing group of people like so much fun to be around and it set the foundation then for me taking care of my health and fitness to then build another pillar of something else that i want to do and then maybe okay we want to create something else so you then build another pillar and eventually you build all these pillars and you build a pretty cool house or well, like that eat that oh yeah. check you out <laughs> philosophical all right stoic carter <laughs> uh, plato tapping me up but um no, it is i think that's how you look at it because it's so easy to go like you go you, you look at one thing and you go okay how do i get to that one thing but how about if you take little steps and you, you build little pillars all the time and you do little things and you send a message to somebody on social media about an area that you're interested in like mm. And then you just keep building that. And then, but then before you know it, you're constantly taking strides. Like I try like most mornings or the night before, like I'll write down a few tasks that I need to do, like always pen to paper. I feel like there's something much more uh, like intrinsically linked to it rather than typing it on your phone. And like you, you tick off a few tasks throughout the day and then, you know, you, you tick off a few tasks of health and fitness, your um, how you improve your knowledge each day, your business goals and just a little one each day and then at the end of the day you can tick it off and you mm -hmm. go all right I'm one step closer to doing something and you get that you get a little bit of feedback from that yeah yeah definitely how do you track like your goals and things like that um i'll be totally honest with you i don't really do much like journaling or you know, mm. pen to paper stuff at all um, just have, yeah you know you know me like a lot of people and a lot of a lot of our mates know me as being like the guy that just dabbles in everything <laughs> so like i'll i'll stick i'll stick my finger in a pie if if, if, if i don't like it I'll, I'll i'll pull it out um i've i've always been like that i've i'm kind of i'm just i'm very fortunate that i've been in the positions where like i haven't had to try really hard for my opportunities um but at the same time i've worked it's, it's this can be like really contradictory but i haven't tried to go for like i haven't really pushed something but mm. i've worked my arsehole for it at the same time like I've, I've put in the hard graft i know i've done the long hours i've networked in places that i should have should have networked at that time you know I've, I've spent time with people and built relationships with people that i thought were really important um but i haven't really you know, like, okay, this is my three-year goal. This is my five-year goal. This is my one-year goal, whatever. I just kind of, like, go along with it. I think I, as time goes on, I do need to be a bit more tunnel vision because I tend to sometimes, oh, that looks good. I'll do a bit of that. And, oh, that looks good. I'll do a bit of that. And after a while, it, it has got quite a lot. And especially this year, you know, like, I've got a lot on my plate at the moment. Um, starting the podcast is a passion project for me, and it does take time, but it's, it's amazing. And I've, I've got nothing but, like, good feedback from the, the podcast so far. But there's other things that have happened as well at the same time where I'm like, okay, can I, can I, can I fit this in? Can I do this? And I second guess myself, but I do it anyway. Just yeah. like, you know, if, if I fail, it's a lesson. Yeah, totally. And it goes back, you know, everything that we've, we've said throughout this episode really is that there's so many different opportunities out there these mm -hmm. days. Like, don't be afraid to get stuck into something if it's not for you. Don't feel like you've got to commit to it. Like you can try something else. I guess the, the conventional way of doing it would, 
be you know go to university you do this and then you get into this line of work and that's you know that's your life set but mm. if somebody you know there's a whole host of different opportunities out there now that you can yeah. you can get stuck into um is but it's a... go on sorry go on, carry on carry on, carry on. No, i was just gonna say that i just back of that i think like this year has been it's been intense and 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 tough for everybody and i listened to a great podcast the other week about our social interactions and how being around other people is almost like our um, we have a happiness tire and when the when the tire is flat well to pump it up we need you need to be around people so you know we haven't had those you know those conversations that you know, just stepping onto the train or popping to the local coffee shop to give somebody a high. We haven't had that, but that's starting to come, kind of come back into our generation now and, and we're pumping that tyre. Um, we're t- pumping that tyre back up. Yeah, for sure. No, yeah, I agree with that. That's a nice way to put it. Mm. Uh, are there any specific, uh, or a, a specific conventional thought or a conventional societal norm that sticks at your head right at the top and you're like, that's the one that I would want to push um, to see the most change on? um i would you know we spoke about it most the episode but i think um and i think it's challenging because i've spoken um i did an episode on like muscle dysmorphia frankly for guys and that big taboo around that was men not having the courage to come forward and men not showing vulnerability i i think that's really changing i think it's unfair to say that men you know aren't vulnerable and things because we've seen a real shift in the past few years mm-hmm. you know it's, it's that, you know yeah bloke and we've got those stereotypes and stuff but i think i think that's that's really changing and it's 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 interesting to see that like you go online now more than ever and there's guys talking openly about it um there's still a lot of work that needs to be done um yeah I, for people who are listening you know the charity beyond equality they they challenge those norms and i think you know that that's how we challenge them we have to challenge them at, at school um and speaking to the right people and basically they do workshops and um yeah it, it's really cool but i think that vulnerability that, that men have is and, and the ability to to open up just completely just take society in a, in a different way right we, we all want a more egalitarian society we want everybody to be on the same page um and and challenging those conventions from as young as age as possible like like it would be so cool just to see like six and like seven year old boys just say no no you, you can't say this because it makes somebody feel like that like and, and i think we're getting there soon and that will then tie into later generations and not seeing vulnerability as a weakness yeah no no i i yeah i couldn't agree more with that it's it's incredibly important and i spoke about this i did a rg live with elliot on men's health yesterday and the topic initially started with um surrendering to weakness isn't weak it's actually strong yeah. and i f- i think that's really powerful because if you really break that down if you don't if you don't actually sit back and admit as a man or is it as a female that you um have a particular issue or a struggle or something that you're going through that you're finding tough and you brush under the carpet that yeah. in itself will eat away at you and that will make you physically and emotionally weak Whereas if you address it and you actually, the first thing for me and the first step that everyone should take towards like a struggle or towards something that's like eating away at them is acceptance. If you mm-hmm. accept that what you're going through or that particular issue in your life is something that's, uh, uh, that's, that's making you weak and making you struggle, that's when you can actually put one foot in front of the other and 
make a change and do something about it and, and take action. Because unless if you brush under the carpet the whole time and you know don't see it as something that's that's that's, that's a negative, then like what what are you what are you going to achieve? You're just going to be stuck in the mud the whole time. Yeah, totally. I th- I think it's I think we watched it was either like a Louis Theroux or a Stacey Dude documentary the other week about um, I think it was male serious songs. I think yeah, and then the 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 nurse or the doctor that was there was saying a lot of these men when they come in like it's already too late so when you're getting to the position that you need to seek help at that degree he or she was saying that it's already not always but a lot of the time it is too late when when it's that when it's that severe so I think you know anytime you feel anything that makes you feel uncomfortable just you know take like I don't even want to say have the balls to say it because that's everything that we're fighting against isn't it it's just it's normalizing conversations around that that oh yeah do you know what like today i'm i'm not just feeling i'm just not feeling with it and maybe that conversation will lead something else and mm-hmm. the with the muscle dysmorphia documentary that we did you know the, the guy that i spoke to was great um he was saying it's you know with every conversation that you have with your friend just always just take it from a place of compassion and and just listen because part of our society today is that we're so quick to judge like everything happens so quickly we see we get our food delivered in five minutes we see advertisements so we've got this generation of people that just there's quick and we and we react so the ability to be able to switch off from that um and really listen to somebody and just show compassion just 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 means a lot and it means um you know with that you're not just helping in doing so not, not just helping men but you're, you're yeah, definitely, definitely. And I, I've seen a nice shift in that for sure. There's definitely been been change in that that topic and change in that regard. Um I think I think it will stick and I think it'll be it'll, it'll come a time where it's like it, I mean it's gonna take a long time, I think. And and we, we we get we are getting there and there's definitely a shift towards it. Um but it's it's super important for everyone to sort of understand that and just know that you know speaking, taking action, accepting is is not weak. And it is a really, really powerful thing. Um, when it comes to your own career, I suppose, and your own sort of, of route of that you're going down, um, what's next for you? What's your sort of main focus of what what the sort of things you want to you want to push? Yes, I, I mean you got you got some strong um, views and strong um, opinions on on specific subjects of when it comes to subjects we don't know about. Yeah, I guess there's like like the un, the whole unspoken thing is just like I get, and it, it was challenging. I love talking about subjects that make me feel uncomfortable and going. And I guess like we, with the unspoken stuff is that the sub subjects that we have done, I go into them knowing very little, and I believe that you know taking people on that journey of understanding. Okay, this is kind of what I feel most society thinks about. A certain topic whatever it might be so yeah we've got some like really good ideas that we were, we're going to tackle into after like the the next episode we're going to have a look at like smartphone addiction and we've got some some really cool ideas and we're, we're going to take it from there really and hopefully the plan would be to get it on to like uh, an iPlayer or a, a channel four or something like that because we've built like a pretty cool like, production team around me with the guys that we work on it but 
it, it, do you know again it just ties back into the, the power of social media that even if it doesn't like some more people now if you've got a million followers on uh, instagram or whatever it might be if you put a video up you might be getting more views than people on bbc or channel, channel yeah, four without a doubt yeah and i i am um, jordan peterson said this in um, mm. the modern wisdom podcast and if you've listened to it it was unbelievable and um he was saying about like the the generic ways to of of, of media let's say mm. newspapers television radio etc they don't have the traction anymore because the people that are interested in this sort of thing are younger generations. You don't like you don't really get seventy-year-olds walking down the road listening to podcasts. Like it's just it's just not a thing, right? So all the people that like myself and maybe you are targeting, we're doing it on the right platform because you know you do it on social media. You're 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 targeting the specific population that you want to target with your documentary. Same with a podcast, you know, if someone listens to a podcast, you can listen to this around the world if you've got a smartphone or, yeah. you know, any, 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 any sort of device which has the ability to go on Spotify, Apple Music, whatever sort of um, podcast host that you, that, that you use. So yeah. it's so much more powerful and even, even it can even be more powerful than picking up a book. I could condense loads of knowledge and loads of um tips tricks tools whatever into a podcast that you can take away with you in 45 minutes to an hour sometimes it might take you two three four weeks to read a book yeah, so it's amazing it's the, the level, yeah man, the level of like on my podcast lists it's so varied right i listen to mm -hmm. there's like a property podcast that i listen to um it's like stocks and shares one that you recommended then i've got like um football podcast then i've got dan snow's history podcast like it's just it's amazing how much knowledge you get yeah. i don't maybe me getting older but i just think it's just the amount of knowledge that's accessible for people these days like there's yeah. anything you're interested in anything that you want to find out about stick it into youtube you'll find it out straight away yeah, yeah. say don't go to uni save yourself a fortune <laughs> i mean that's elon musk's view as well mate so if you had the same view as elon musk then you're good you're, you're winning yeah <laughs> Well, Matt Carter, that was an absolutely fantastic conversation. I love that, mate. Um, I hope the listeners take away a, a fair few points from this and can apply it to their own life. It was a really good conversation. No, mate, that was honestly that was brilliant. Thank you very much for for having me on it and challenging um, those societal norms. I think you know that's the only way we get our younger generation leaving the world in a better place than that we've left it. I think. Yeah, definitely. Where can people find you if they want to know a bit more about what you do and your your sort of content, mate? Um, so I'm Matthew L Carter on Instagram. It's Matthew with just one T. Um, and yeah, that's probably the best place really. And then there's the unspoken documentaries on YouTube, but yeah, it's not Matthew with two T's because long story short, I've got this relationship with a guy who's based in like Washington and he gets a load of my emails and we've been speaking back and forth for like three years. Cause he's Matthew L Carter, but with two T's and he's like, Mary Matthew, I think you've got one one of your emails again. Um, yeah, so we just <laughs> should ask so, him to change his name, mate. Yeah, I just <laughs> you could just change the name, please. It's really annoying. Uh, but yeah, that 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 would be the best place. Great, thank you very much. Well, episode number eight of the Being Sapien podcast over and out.